EO Fire 1104. Don't be afraid to take that step and don't wait for all the lights to turn green. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to create and present your very own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com to sign up for our free 10-day course today. Create and present webinars that convert. Thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Managing your cash flow is an important part of growing your business. Simplify your accounting and never lose track of your cash flow again for free. Visit www.escapespreadsheets.com slash FIRE. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Stephen Rosenberg. Stephen, are you prepared to ignite? I am on fire and yes. ready. Stephen is an airline pilot turned investor, turned successful property manager to entrepreneur. Stephen took a life-changing day of 9-11 and took action not only to secure his future, but to create a business that after three years has a projected revenue of over $1.2 million with awards from BBB and Business Excellence in North America. Stephen, take a minute. Fill in some gaps in that intro and give us just a little glimpse into your personal life. Well, I'm 42 years old. I am married with a uh, 12-year-old son who probably thinks he's going on 21, it would seem. (laughs) Uh, I live in uh, Houston, Texas, born and raised in Los Angeles. And uh, as you said, because of my job as an airline pilot, I've uh, been able to live all over the world and travel all over the world. And uh, what what I mean by being a 9-11 investor is uh, I was living in Guam, out in the South Pacific, flying in the islands. And uh, in August 2001, I moved to Houston. And obviously, one month later, September 11th happened. And pretty much the whole landscape of the world I knew or thought it was to be basically got turned upside down. Um, the airline industry, as everybody knows, you know, basically went through a huge change. Friends I knew were losing jobs, losing pensions, basically through the swipe of a pen. And the safe, secure job that I thought that I had was kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid. And the fact was that there was no safe, secure job. It was There was no pensions, no 401ks. And, um, you know, the fact that I was so specialized as being an airline pilot actually hurt me because I wasn't really qualified to do anything else. So I basically started learning about real estate. I really liked it. Um, just read a book a week as much as I could about real estate and ended up joining a real estate club. And uh, my first deal, I partnered with another investor. We bought a 39-unit apartment complex. And after that, we held it for a year or two. And uh, we sold that and we started buying single-family homes. Um, what happened was is we got to a saturation point and we bought about 20 homes inside of about a year and a half. And we realized we were having some serious problems. The tenants kept calling. We kept having problems. They weren't going away. No matter how many times I didn't answer the phone, they kept calling. Um, So what did we do? We kept buying more homes. We didn't learn our lesson. And so what we ended up doing was is we realized that there was a lot more to owning rentals than simply collecting the rent. Um, So we started looking around, tried to find some management companies to hand over our properties to. And we actually had more problems we realized than we thought. The main one was that 
none of these property management companies actually owned properties themselves. So we sat down and we thought, okay, we're not the smartest guys in the world, but we're definitely not the dumbest. And so my business partner and I, we created the infrastructure of a business that we as investors would want to have. And uh, we, we did it through the eyes of investors. We plumbed it. We made the foundation. We basically made it the way we would want it to run. And after implementing that, after about six, nine months, uh, the property started to stabilize. And what happened was, is we started having other investors we know actually approach us and ask us if we could manage their homes because the problems that we had at one time were the same problems and things that they were experiencing. Now, Fire Nation, you're starting to see how Stephen took his idea and started to implement the entrepreneurial and the business side of it to grow what he now has as his empire. And Stephen, we're going to get into the stories coming up here in a little bit, but I just want Fire Nation to, to know that you need to get this. And I know that if you're listening to my voice and to Stephen's voice right now, you do get it. You know, as Stephen was just saying, there is no such thing as a safe job. There's just no such thing anymore. And we get that because that's why we're listening and educating ourselves because knowledge is the new safety. Educating yourself is the new safety fire edition because they can't take that away from you. What you learn, the knowledge and experience that you gain by getting out there and just doing that thing, that can never be taken away from you, that experience. So, you know, we're not listening to Entrepreneur on Fire today because we are, re, you know, looking for a 40-year job and, and a gold watch at the end. You know, we're doing this because we want to arm ourselves to be successful and to really acquire the skills that we need to live a life that is dependent on us and us alone. So, Stephen, let's just say you're at a networking party, potentially down in Rio de Janeiro, and someone walks up to you and they say, what exactly do you do? Now, how do you respond to that in just 10 seconds? I would say I help people achieve their investing dreams of having truly passive income through owning rental property and making that a reality. And I help them provide a safe, secure future for both them and their loved ones. And it's, it's something I truly believe in because it's something that no one ever showed me how to do. In Fire Nation, it all started with one step, one step to reading a book a week, that first investment, that first mistake, that learning from that first mistake to now what Stephen has today, this seven-figure revenue business. So what I want to kind of step back now and say, Stephen, is that you've had quite the journey. And you know we have some cool things we're going to be talking about in the future about how you're rocking and rolling. But right now, I want to talk about your revenue and how your actual dollars are getting into the door. So without getting too far into the weeds, share with us your actual revenue streams today. Sure, sure. And this is something that I had no idea as we were getting into this as investors, uh, how well this business model is set up for revenue streams. Obviously, we make a percentage off of all the gross rent collected off of our rental property. So we manage about 500 properties and our gross rent roll is about $6.5 million this year. Um, we also, we're, we are a full brokerage. So we lease about 30 to 40 properties every month. Um, we also, because we are investors, we have a lot of investors that are outside of the state and outside of the country that are looking to buy properties. And because of that, they come to us and they ask us to help them purchase acquisition investment properties that they never even set foot in Houston. So we, we're considered experts as far as helping out-of-state investors uh, do that. The, the other ways we do it is we provide maintenance for our properties. Uh, we have internal, and pretty soon 
we will get to a point that we will actually spin off our maintenance division into its own company. And that will be our client will be my management company. Um, and last but not least, we are on the initial stages of franchising this business model. Boom. I mean, Fire Nation, that is the beauty of growing a business like this because it's that domino effect. You do one thing well and you start to realize, hey, there's other opportunities I can add to this. And before you know it, you have this really multifaceted business that's providing revenue in different streams, diversified across the board. Exciting stuff. Now, Stephen, you rightfully so are excited about where you're sitting today. But, you know, today didn't just come from you waking up one morning and saying, hey, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be so successful. You've had some bumpy roads. You know, you've had some tough times. We all have. And I want you to really take us back to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moments and tell us that story. And Stephen, really bring us into that moment and share with us what happened. When we started buying these properties, we kind of went on a buying frenzy and we were not doing our due diligence when we were buying these properties, meaning uh, we weren't running it like a true business. We bought about 20 properties inside of a year and a half. Uh, and then stupidly, we bought another five more because we just thought we were too smart to fail. <laughs> um, and our worst moment that I can remember that is etched in my brain forever is we had a hurricane down here about 2008, 2009 uh, called Hurricane Ike. And Hurricane Ike rolled through Houston, and uh, we lost about 20 roofs on the properties. We had major damage and flooding on almost every home. One of our homes burned down. And I remember my business partner and I surveying the damage the next day or two days after, and we're looking at all these properties. And from one property to the other, the story was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I remember him turning to me and looking at me and saying, what the blank are we going to do now? And for the first time in my life, I really didn't have a plan. I didn't have an idea. I, I was just speechless, which is very rare for me. Um, and, you know, we had people's families that, that had lost everything. And I'm thinking to myself, how are we going to help these people, give them shelter and safety? You know, this is I felt this is something that we created, even though we didn't have anything with the storm. You know, how are we going to help these people? We have 20 people's lives that are basically decimated. Um, how are we going to pay the mortgages if they all left and how are we going to afford to fix them again with how are we going to get the funds to do that? And the, one of the most important things I learned being an airline pilot is you have to work the problem one step at a time. And, and that's really what we did is we, we sat down, we kind of let the emotion subside and we ended up, you know, we, we realized there's this little thing out there called insurance. And, uh, in the heat of all of this, you know, we never even thought about that because we were so frantically running around. And I've learned from that lesson that when you're in chaos mode, you're not thinking straight and you're most definitely not making money. But, you know, that that day of walking around, walking these houses, talking to the families and just trying to think, how am I going to help these people? Because at the end of the day, you know, they're they're relying on you for their their safety and their livelihood. And when you don't have an answer, it's a scary feeling. One step at a time. I mean, Stephen, that's my favorite thing that you said throughout that entire spiel because Fire Nation, that's how businesses are built. That's how empires are built. And that's how, you know, disasters are, are come back. You know, that's how we come back from disasters. It's one step at a time. They're going to happen. Now we just need to say, okay, what do I need to do right now? And then what's that thing I need to do 
after I've just done that thing I need to do right now. It's that one step at a time. And that's why I love the book by Jeff Olson, The Slight Edge, because it's all about doing the small things right in the right order because they will create something massive down the line. And, you know, here Stephen was, he was frantic, it was chaotic, and he was just saying, like, what's happening here? And if he'd just given himself time to step back, which he eventually did and take a deep breath, then the answer was right there in front of him. You know, the insurance was going to be there, the money was going to be there to rebuild. But what I also love, Stephen, is that you were talking about the people that were affected by this. And Fine Nation, no matter what you're doing, you know, whether it's podcasting, video, you know, whether it's teaching people how to hunt for, you know, or fish for salmon in Northwestern Canada, I mean, you are affecting people on the other side by what you're doing. And, and that's so key to remember. There's always that human on the other side of every one of these equations. And that made it real for Stephen. So that's my big takeaway. What do you really want to make sure that our listeners get Stephen in just one sentence from that really tough moment in your life? I would say that no matter what happens, no matter how bad it seems, there's always an exit strategy and you just have to work your plan. Work your plan, Fire Nation. First have a plan and then work that plan. So let's shift to another story, Stephen, about you. And you've already shared a couple of great aha moments that you've had you know, throughout the intro that you gave us. I mean, it's been quite a ride, quite a journey. But what's one idea, one epiphany that you've had at some point that you know is going to really resonate with our listeners? And just like you did with the worst moments, take us there. Tell us that story. Sure. So when we first started out managing people's properties, we had no idea what we were doing. And we didn't even know if we really wanted to do it. But we thought that we would be more of the investor friendly type company where we didn't want to cut into investors cash flow because we were just like them. We were investors. We understood. Um, So we basically charged a bare bones minimum of like $50 a month. And I remember my business partner used to joke saying that he thought we were like the crazy Eddie mattress guy all the time with the cheap (laughs) fees. And uh, what I realized, what we realized is after about nine months, not only were we not making money, but we were losing money managing these people properties. We had about $20,000 in in, um, gap money that was owed to us for maintenance costs and leasing fees that we never actually got because we never thought about it. And we were so afraid to raise our fees to what the industry standard was, that which at the time was 10% of the rent. So we were so scared of ourselves that we didn't think that we, we didn't believe in ourselves. So we, we dipped our toe in the water and we raised it $75 and not even a flinch. No one even cared. It was like, I can't believe you guys are this cheap to begin with. <laughs> so we started basically started believing in ourselves and we stopped believing that we were the cheap guy because by being the cheap guy, we attracted the cheap owners and we attracted the cheap properties. And we started to realize that we were not only worth the current industry standard, but because of our experience and because how we felt in ourselves, we were the industry standard. And we realized that if you believe it and you are what you think you're worth, people will pay it. And we have switched to now we are one of the, I don't want to say the most expensive, but we are one of the leading companies in Houston. And if somebody doesn't want to pay our rate, We don't want them because we've learned that we are the people that they go to. We do not want the guy that has the five, six hundred dollar rental that wants to nickel and dime us. We want the guy who has a two, three thousand dollar rental that understands having a team, having leverage and having people on the ground professional to take care of them is really where our value comes in. And I tell owners when they're when they're talking and interviewing me, 
I explained to them, I'm interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing me to make sure we're a fit because just as much as they don't want to be put in a bad position, I don't want to put my company in a bad position. And they respect that. They respect the fact that we're not jumping all over just to get the business. By being the cheap guys, we were attracting the cheap owners and the cheap tenants. I mean, Fire Nation, we have to absorb this reality. That is so true. You don't want to be in the race to the bottom. You know, you don't want to be that that person that's trying to undercut the, the lowest competitor because you want that race to the bottom. Because number one, there's no net profit there. There's no profit margin there. Number two, you're not going to be dealing with the kind of people that you want to deal with. Why not be premium? Why not just put it out there and say, hey, I am going to put out an absolutely amazing service. And guess what? The actual investment and cost of the service is going to be proportionate to the value within. Go premium, Fire Nation. It is absolutely critical. You will be so much more excited with the people that you're working with, with the people who you attract, with the profit margins that you actually create through that, that gives you the space and time to continue to up your game. So now you're going to be operating at the highest level, and you're going to be operating with people who are operating at the highest level. That's the world you want to live in. It all goes to that Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, do you want to spend time with cheap guys and cheap girls that are just trying to nickel and dime you? Or do you want to spend time with people who are rocking and rolling, who are willing to pay for real value? Steven, that's my takeaway. One sentence for us. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets? People need to value their time more than anything. And I think a lot of people that don't understand business, they don't value their time. And that is the only commodity or asset that you can never get back. Steven, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I would say my biggest weakness is I am full throttle forward. I am always quick to react. <laughs> I am always quick to get things done. And I, I do not wait for a system to catch up. Even though if I've created a system to work around a problem, I don't want to wait. And I don't want to wait for other people that are not operating at my speed. Yeah, and I can give you an exact example about why that is a weakness. Because Fire Nation, you know, we look at a problem, we say, hey, I can do this faster than I can train somebody to do this. And the reality is, yes, you can that time, but what about the other 100 times that month you need to do that exact same thing? Sit down, create the systems, take your time, train somebody in a very professional and great way to do what you can train someone to do, that you can scale and leverage out so that from those next 100 times and 1,000 times in the future, you're not doing that thing. I now have three full-time virtual assistants who are doing every single day what I've sat down and trained them to do so that I can spend my time on more lever leverageable and scalable activities. Huge. What's your biggest strength, Stephen? I would say my ability to relate to people and uh, I'm able to understand their issues and basically make our solution fit their needs. Um, I also think I'm very good with connecting with people on a personal level. Uh, I think growing, I grew up in a pretty rough part of East LA, uh, East Los Angeles. So I think it makes you have to adapt very quickly to people and things. Uh, otherwise you probably will not be around very long. You have a lot of things going on, Stephen, that rightfully so you're excited about, but what's the one thing that you are most fired up about today? The initial stages of our franchising, our business and learning the true art of duplication and learning that if we can duplicate ourselves many times over, that is where the value in, in uh, financial reward is. So you see that duplication part, but you still have that weakness of wanting to do everything. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a yin and yang, I guess. Huh? <laughs> 
Well, Fire Nation, don't go anywhere because we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Keeping a close eye on income and cash flow is an important part of managing a successful business. If you can't pay debts and avoid interest, it can spell disaster in a hurry. While a consistent, reliable cash flow, even a slightly negative one, will keep you in business. Between speeding up your accounts receivable, slowing down your payables, and closely tracking your monthly income and expenses, you can create a consistent, reliable cash flow for growing your business. While these steps are simple to understand, they can become pretty complex when put into practice. Invoice, tracking expenses, and managing a wide variety of customer payment terms can create a dizzying amount of files and paperwork, enough to occupy way too much of your precious time. The solution? Sage One. Simple accounting and invoicing software for business owners. Sage One helps you easily manage your cash flow, giving you more time and energy to focus on what you love. Visit www.escapespreadsheets.com slash fire to learn more. How did the legal system get so complicated? If laws are made to protect and serve us, then why do you have to pay a lawyer by the hour to figure out how to run your own business or how to protect your own family? Thanks to LegalZoom, you don't. For more than a decade, they provided a way for normal people like you and me to confidently navigate the legal system. LegalZoom is not a law firm, and that's why they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging excessive hourly rates. If you need help with incorporation, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, start with LegalZoom. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions, including a network of independent attorneys to provide legal advice in most states. Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse. Go to LegalZoom.com today and start building your own future right now. Don't forget to enter FIRE in the referral box to check out to save even more. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. LegalZoom.com. Steven, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yes, I am. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, it's funny. I never felt that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. As I said, you know, studying and focusing on being an airline pilot, I thought I had that safe, secure job, which which turned out to be the most unsafe way to live, really. What is the best advice you've ever received? Fail forward fast. Give us an example of how you've done that. Well, whenever we want to start, uh, try something new, whether it's a new maintenance um, program or new leasing program or hiring someone, we do it. We just get into it and we do it. And if we fail, worst case scenario, you, you backtrack and you say, you know what? We screwed up. Let's learn from it and let's do it again. So what's a recent example of you actually implementing something that just flopped on its face? I would say we had a marketing campaign. We spent a lot of money in um, doing a postcard mailer campaign to uh, – upset owners that were going through eviction process with their tenants and uh, spent a lot of money, did a lot of marketing, and we only we didn't yield very good conversions from that. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I'm very, very disciplined and very focused. Uh, I'm up every day at 4 a.m. I'm at the gym by 5. I work out for two hours, and uh, I do that uh, proverbial 20-mile march every mm-hmm. single day. I'm just a grinder. What time are you trying to get to bed by at night? Um, well, being an airline pilot, it, it depends on what country I'm in and what time zones, but um, I, I, I go to bed about maybe 10, 11 at night. All right. So you only get in about five or six hours of sleep. It could, yep. could be a problem, Stephen. But hey, some people can deal with less sleep than others. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, I think of it as a frame of mind. If, you, if you're willing to be dedicated to something, you're willing to give something else up, in my opinion. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? 
Well, I should probably become a salesperson for Evernote because I love it and I show it to people and I explain <laughs> it to them. And I think every pilot I've ever flown with uses it now. Um, I am also a very, very big fan of Skitch, which is obviously part of Evernote to take pictures and snapshots. And uh, I just I, I think Skitch is fantastic for utilizing with virtual assistants or showing your staff things that you want to see. It, it's it's awesome. Cool. If you could just recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Well, I have two, but I'll give you the one if you only want one. Um, I would say The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And uh, because I think it shows that success in life is not a full scale of changing course or directions. I think it's more about minor changes and minor adjustments over time that will actually make you successful. Well, have you read The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson? I have not. Steven, Jeff Olson was Darren Hardy's mentor. He wrote The Slight Edge that inspired Darren Hardy to write The Compound Effect. I'm going to download it today. (laughs) Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Stephen, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, first thing I would do is I'd find a gym and I would get a free seven-day pass because I'm new to the area. And the reason I would do this is because that's where I think and I clear my mind, get myself ready for the day so that I can be laser focused on what I'm going to do. Um, Then what I would do is I'd go out, I'd meet as many people who are the most successful in the field that I want to focus on that is doing what I want to do. I'd take them to lunch, I'd buy them coffee, I'd buy them beer, I would do anything I could to get in front of them and I would offer to work for free doing anything they wanted, whether it's work related or not, just to give me time to associate and talk with them. Um, I would definitely join as many free networking events as possible and I would meet anyone I can to set up meetings and start to create a database that I can start marketing to. I would then go and I would create as many video blogs as possible, post them on the internet and every social media site I can to become known as the expert in my field. And lastly, I would buy clothes that show that I'm a successful, confident person and be able to be that guy that people want to work with and they can tell that you're successful just by walking through the door. Fire Nation is about getting out in the universe, building connections with the people that you want to have connections with that are where you want to be. Love that. And let's end on fire, Stephen, with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Uh, You can look us up online at www.empireindustriesllc.com. You can also email me directly at steve at empireindustriesllc.com and, uh, All of our information we have, we share it. Uh, We give away everything we have because we think nobody was there to help us. So if we can help other people avoid the pitfalls and mistakes, I'd be more than happy to do that. And a parting piece of guidance. Don't be afraid to take that step and don't wait for all the lights to turn green before you start your your path. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Stephen and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Steven in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today, the resources, the books, his contact information. And Steven, I want to thank you 
for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. At Fire Nation, we know firsthand that when you're starting up a new business, finding a place to get a logo design can be a challenge. We found a solution. Our friends at 99designs make it easy to get your business off the ground with quality, affordable designs. To get your logo, business card, mobile app, website design, and more, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EOFIRE to 33444. That's EOFIRE, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll get insights from my head to your inbox weekly. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite. Ignite.